Okay, let's go to Proverbs chapter 6. What we'll do is, is um, we're going to, before we get into the book of Revelation, into the, the bowls and the seven spirits, the seven churches, which we've covered all the way through a lot of it through chapter 6 before. But before we get to that place, uh, we've been going through Halisa Elwine's uh, workbook too, uh, The Wicked Lamp. And what I wanted to do was, is in these next few uh, messages, it's going to tie in the wicked lamp versus the good lamp. Amen? Because in this hour, there's so many voices saying so many things. And we have to know that there's one truth and everything else is a lie. Understand this, there's one truth and everything else is a lie. And we're going to see some of these and just let this, like I always do, let the word interpret the word. And, and hopefully and prayerfully, um, we will take our time. We won't, we'll do like a little introduction today because of time. But I don't want to rush this because this is important. Because there's so many people speaking so many things out there in the name of Yeshua, in the name of, of the Messiah. In the, you know what I'm saying? There's just so many people and there's so many different voices. And guys, they're not all saying the same thing. Is any of them telling the truth? But do you know in his word is truth? And he does lead his people by his spirit. There's one thing that I really appreciated about Halisa's materials that I've studied. I know her well. And I talked to her, and it's this, that every generation has their tribulations. Every generation has your opportunity of the tree of life or the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Every generation has opportunities to overcome. I just, I've said this before. I'm 61 years old, I think. I'm going to almost be 62. The thing about it is, is my dad was raised in a time where he went through World War II. He saw the, he saw the atrocities that happened. During that time. He was born in 1922. So the thing about it is. is there He's went through the depression. He's went through a lot of things that I didn't go through. But yet at the same time. Now it's looking like it's more my turn. Amen. It's just where he went through it at the beginning of his life. And had a good one. It looks like we had a great one at the beginning. And now it looks like we're going through craziness in the end. But regardless. We all have opportunities to serve our king. We all have opportunities for the gifts that he's given all of us. To be able to make a difference in the lives of everybody here. This is the thing I love about this assembly. Is, is we are about family. I'm a grandpa. I'm a father. I'm a nut. And all of the above. Okay. And that's just okay. But it is about these children. And it's about the next generation. Because the thing about it is. Too many times do we see generations grow. And the next thing they, they die off. And the young ones are left to suffer. But teaching and, and just, this is our way of life. It is life. The Torah is life. The Holy Spirit leads us. Now, in this is, if you don't know uh, about the wicked lamp and the righteous lamp, the seven spirits of the Holy Spirit, we get that from Isaiah 11, 1 and 2. And um, as we go through this, I just want to contrast one versus the other. And so we're going to take our time and we'll do it. But to start off with, you know what, I did this in bigger print. Let me back up. Maybe I don't need my glasses. 
you know, it's amazing. You can just go from 12 font to 14, and it makes a difference. Probably next week I'll be at 16. But right now, we just <laughs> see if I can do this. Okay, verse 12, it says this. A worthless person. I'm going to stop right there. A worthless person. A worthless, sorry scoundrel. Okay? Because he goes on, he says, a worthless person, a wicked man. Guys, we have to understand that people are out there. That's why I tell you, and I love this place, and I love the parents here, because this, you're active in your children's lives. Because I will tell you, somebody will raise your children. Somebody will raise your children. Somebody, there's voices out there that wants to get into the young people's ears. College, if, if, if you send your ch child to college, you need to pray. You need to bathe them in oil. You need to do what you need to do. Because the thing about it is, can they go through it and can they survive it? Absolutely can if they're called to do it. If they're not called to do that, then you're taking a big chance of losing your son or your daughter. Because I can tell you the professors of the day, they are, they are not righteous people. They don't teach righteousness. They're teaching everything anti-Elohim. They're teaching everything anti-God. Not everybody. There's good people, I understand that. But the curriculums, the very motivations. Because we need, we need education. We need to be able, engineers need to be able to be an engineer. I, under, I understand all these things. But what I'm saying is, is if your child is called, then the Yahweh knows how to protect. Amen? But just going out there because I don't know what to do, that ain't a good thing. You need to work at home. You need to do what you need to do to find out what your life calling is before you go out. And it is, That is not a place to go out there and just try to find yourself. You will lose yourself before you find yourself. Matter of fact, you ought to know where yourself is before you go. Amen? Because a worthless person, a wicked man, and guys, these people are out there. Goes about with crooked speech. <clears throat> now, we're going to be talking about, you're going to see the tongue, you're going to see the eyes, you're going to see the hands, the feet, you're going to see these. These are our senses. These are things that happen. These are the, these are the works of the flesh. This an outward of what he's laying out here. So you see a wicked man, a worthless person, goes out with crooked speech. So if we have oil in a lamp, what kind of oil would you think that this individual had? It'd be some bad oil. It'd be, but he has oil, and it gives off light, but it gives off a false light. We need to be able to know what is the true light and what is a false light. But when we're walking in darkness, a false light looks like light to us. And this is why the sermon is so important when we're going through this. So you see that there's a crooked speech. Verse 13, it says, winks with his eyes, signals with his feet, points with his finger. With perverted heart devises evil, continually sowing discord. In Matthew, Yeshua talked about a good tree bears what kind of fruit? Good fruit. And a bad tree can't bear good fruit, and neither can a good tree bear bad fruit. It will not happen. And it's that way for a reason because we have to be to where we can see the fruit 
of what's happening in our lives. Do not trust the heart of man. I don't trust my own heart because you know why? The word says it is evil. Who can know it? Because when I'm telling you, out of, when it says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Do y'all know what that means? What that means is when you're under duress and a lot of pressure, your mouth will speak. A lot of times, we're in this setting right here. How many in here love Yeshua? Well, it's easy. But when you're under duress and you're under torture, can you say that? When nobody else is listening, can you say that or say, well, will I deny him and then I'll repent later because he really knows my heart? You see what I'm saying? Because there's people in other countries that are having to give up their life for their faith. We in America, we've had it easy. We have it easy. We don't understand the trials of people in Kenya. We don't understand the trials of people in these other countries in China. We don't understand the trials when they put people in prison for their faith. But yet, see, we will all say the right answer. But you don't know your heart until you're under duress. You don't really know your heart until you're under torture. Because somebody's waterboarding you. Amen? I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it because I'm a real person. And I'm just throwing it out there because I understand when tragedy hits. That's just why I'm saying the fruit of the Spirit, joy is part of the fruit of the Spirit. And I say this a lot here because it ain't about being happy. Because you can get unhappy just as quick as you can get happy. But joy, when things that are not going your way, joy, you can still have joy. That comes from Him. And that comes from Him, and that's what we need. This is how you recognize. We have to recognize people by their fruits. Because He promised us that a bad tree will not produce good fruit. But if we're a bad tree, then guess what? That other person's bad tree, their fruit looks what? It looks good. Because we're of the same makeup. We're the same source. So we have to know that we judge. I don't judge anything by you, and you don't judge anything by me, but we judge everything by His Word. And if I'm not walking, and if I'm not lining up to this Word, then guess what? I need to get myself in gear. I need to get myself into, the, into what the Father's doing and quit trying to get the Father into what I'm doing. That's what He's trying to do with this, with this movement, with this kingdom. If we could just get into what he's doing and quit trying to get him into everything we're doing, we would really succeed and be blessed a lot, a lot faster. And we would be able to see some things. But he says this. Like I said in 14, perverted heart devises evil, continually sowing discord. And this is a problem. This is a problem that's been going on in the body of Messiah from the very beginning. Is this thing of sowing discord. Trying to divide the body and get people's minds off of him and get their minds on infighting in and bickering about situations. Because he says that's a worthless and a wicked person who does that. Guys, we ain't none of us perfect in here. And I don't have a I don't polish my halo when I get up on Shabbat. The thing about it is, is this is bent and it's dinked up as anybody else's halo. But the thing is, is we're supposed to have a halo. Amen. In a spiritual sense. But the thing is, is we are to lift up one another. We are to pray for one another. In spite of some of our shortcomings. We're not to uncover our brother's nakedness. When somebody has repented of sin, then he has covered that. 
that stays covered. You uncover that, that's an abomination. That's, a, that's sin. Because we're all in this thing together. And I'm telling you, as we're going through this more and more and more, and as all of this crazy stuff is being unveiled in our lives, and you know what I'm talking about, if you haven't, if you haven't seen this year, and what's still going on today, if it's not been crazy, I don't know where you have been. I need to come visit you. Amen. Because it has been crazy. And it hadn't let up. But I think the Father is doing these things for us to see the wickedness and the lies and the deception of people. And who can you trust? But here's what he was saying, and I love this in verse 15. Therefore, calamity will come upon him suddenly. In a moment, he will be broken beyond healing. Guys, when the evil come in, when the evil comes in, this wicked person comes in, or these people come in, guess what? You better not be fellowshipping them. Because their calamity will come upon them and come upon them suddenly. We have an example. Where have we seen this before? Many places, but Korah's number one. Remember Korah? What did Korah do? Korah went and got Dathan and Abiram. Why did he go get Dathan and Abiram? He goes and gets Dathan and Abiram because they're from what tribe? Reuben? Who's supposed to be the firstborn? Reuben? Who's supposed to be the one leading the pack? Reuben? Who's the one that's got a chip on his shoulder? Reuben? And who's leading everybody? Levi, because Moses and Aaron and Miriam, and they're all family. Oh, you got a brother, a brother and a sister leading this thing, and you're from Levi. Who made you in charge? See, you know, in Korah, Levi goes to Reuben, and I bring this up. Y'all heard this, but he goes and he does this for a reason, because he, that's what the enemy does. He, he finds your weakness. He finds a place. What do you... Where's your chip on your shoulder? I can promise you that most, I hope we don't, none of us in here have chips on our shoulder. But you know what? Sometimes we do. There's something and the enemy will know what that chip is. And the enemy will send somebody to you and address that chip. And when he does, he gets your mind off of him and he gets your mind on yourself. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I have a little bit in this. I've got a little bit in that. I've got a little bit. But do you know what? What happened to Korah and Dathan and Abiram? Moses said, yeah, you're right. You went too far. He said, tomorrow you bring your censors and you come on over here. And we'll let you know who the Father chose. See, the Father chooses. We don't choose. The Father chooses. You have life callings in your life, and the Father chooses that. It's up to us. It's up to the parents. It's up to us to pray and find out what that life calling is. Because your life calling of a job is just a job. Your life calling is to be a, a son and a, and a daughter of the king. That's our life calling. I've been an electrician, air-conditioned guy. I can keep you cool. I can burn you up. I can do that for you. I can shock you. I can do these things. That's what I can do, okay? I'm an electrician. I can do that, those things. You know, I can make your lights blink and all that kind of stuff. But that's just what I would do as, a, as an occupation. But a child of the king is who I am. And that's what we have to think is we have, I don't care what occupation it is, child of the king is who we are. Amen? So he knows us by our fruits. Now let's look at verse 16. I don't know how far we'll get. Then he says this. 
There's six things that Yahweh hates. Seven is an abomination. I know we covered this a long time ago, but I just have to go back over this. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that uh, shed innocent blood, a heart that devises evil plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness that breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Now, I will tell you this about the one who sows discord among the brethren. That person, all of the first six, operate in his life. Think about that. One who sows discord, the lying tongue, the false witness, the hands that run to shed innocent blood, all of the first six are active in that person's life. This is how you discern if somebody comes into your family, if somebody comes into your family, parents, and what they'll do is, is they will come in and they will try to separate your children from you by doing these things right here. Let me ask you, but I'm going to do it anyway. Maybe I ought not ask you the question, but I'm going to do it anyway. What 13, 14, 15, 16, what person from 13 to 18 doesn't have a problem or an issue in their life. They have their, how many 13 through 18-year-olds are perfect? They have their life together. They know everything and how everything is going to line out and all of the above. That doesn't have any issues. Hormones do not affect them. Do we have anybody in there that that happened to, other than my wife when she was growing up? (laughs) No. So what I'm saying is, is what happens is, is that individual, you know what that individual will do? He will go to that individual, he will go to your young son or daughter and say, your parents really don't understand you. Your parents really don't know what's really going on in this life today. And they will open up to the person, and the person will start sharing with them, and they will start sympathizing with them, and then they will win their heart from their parents. They do. This is what happens in everyday life. This can happen. It happens in the workplace between married couples. This happens because this wicked lamp is everywhere, because the wicked lamp is people. And a lot of times, people may not know that they're like that. They may want to maybe really and truly help somebody. But there's jurisdictions and there's places that you can't cross. There's lines you can't cross. Because if you cross them, you're in a jurisdiction that's not yours. You might have a good heart to help. This is why in this place here, ladies, we have ladies deal with ladies and men deal with men. So we keep that line that we don't cross the jurisdiction so you don't lose your heart. Everybody keeps their heart where it's supposed to be. And we don't, and we never mentor or talk to your children without the parents 100% there right, right beside knowing everything that goes on. And there's a reason for that because Yahweh didn't give me your children. He gave them to you. You're the ones that's the mentor. You're the one that's the ray. He's equipped you to do it. Sometimes we just need a little help. And I can give you biblical answers to biblical questions of how to help raise your children. We can do that. But it's not my job to raise your children. And these are the things that happen. And this is very practical.
But guys, this is going on today. This is happening in people's lives, and we have to understand this. Look, you can get in the book of Revelation. I can talk about the four horsemen. I can talk about the seven bowls. I can talk about the seven pillars. I can talk about the seven seals. I can talk about the seven states in the south. I can talk whatever you want to talk about. But I could just give you the knowledge of it. But if you don't understand that this is talking about people and how things are, we're talking about a beast system. In, in Revelation 13, we're talking about a beast. There's two of them. Two beasts is going to be destroyed. And everybody says, hallelujah. But the image of the beast will never be destroyed because you can't kill an image. We are to cast down what? Imaginations. We're to cast these things. What are you putting in here? What are we watching? What are we listening to? What are we doing? What are we feeding? Creates an imagination. It, it creates, and you know what? You need to be, if you put this in there, then by default, this will come out of you. But if you're putting TV and you're putting all this garbage in you, by default, that's coming out of you. That's not reproducing life. This reproduces life. Yes, we need to know what's going on around us. That's not a problem. But are you putting more of Fox News into you than this word? If we are, we got a problem. And please don't put CNN in you at all. Okay? I don't do that at all. Okay, the Newsmax. That's good. You can put that in there. Just don't put CNN and, and all them MSs before their names. Don't put none of that in there. It's like putting celery in you. So the devil. So I'm just saying that this is so important to us, and this is why I want to talk. We're going to be talking about wisdom versus the eyes. Because wisdom is so important. But you got to have understanding and knowledge before you can have wisdom. Because knowledge is how you get the facts. Understanding is how you arrange the facts. And wisdom is how you use the facts. But there's a timing, being led by his Ruach, his Holy Spirit, of being able to use wisdom, when to speak, when not to speak. There's times when your child makes a boo-boo. And there's a, child, there's a time when you speak to them, and there's a time when you, you sort of hold off until that right time. Because you don't want to kill the individual. Amen? So <laughs> sometimes you have to sort. But sometimes you have to hold off as a parent. It may, may, there's been times, Tammy, so are you going to deal with that? Yeah, I'll deal with it when the Father lets me deal with it. Well, you need to deal with it now. I said, well, I got two spirits talking to me, the Holy Spirit and my wife. Okay? Not being ugly, but that's, but that's, what, a, that's what we do. That's what a husband and wife do. They, they come together. Did I say that? Is that what they do? I don't know if that's proper. But anyway, that's what a husband and wife does. They come together and they, and they work together how to bring proper judgment or discipline. Okay? That's what you do. But sometimes we want, but timing is everything. Wisdom is about timing. You, you have the knowledge of something. You have the understanding. But do you really have all the knowledge? Did you collect everything you need to know before you do the discipline? Because if you're missing something, you may, miss, you may, you may be missing a key part that if you would have really known that, you wouldn't have disciplined the way you disciplined because you didn't have all the facts. And that's important because our children, when we're, when we're disciplining our children and when we're teaching our children, when we're training our children, they deserve us as parents. 
to be able to render righteous judgment. Do you know why that's the case? Because we as parents, we represent him. And it's, it would be awful to sit here and me to go and do snap judgments. Let me just say this. I'm going to have fun just for a moment. <clears throat> Kids, you got a mom and a dad. When you really want to do something, who do you go ask? Absolutely don't go ask mom. Why do you go ask dad? That's usually the case because dad will usually say, what did your mom say? Because usually the first thing that moms will do is say no. And the kids know that. So why go there? Go to the dad first because this is a little bit, at least there's an inroad. Now, am I wrong? Is, it's only, is my kid the only one that did that? Kids are afraid to say yes or no. I can see it right now. They don't, but no, I'm just saying, but, so what, but that's why it's, it's important that we work as a team. And a lot of times if somebody come to me or somebody come to her, one of our children, then that's what I would say. Let me discuss it with her or she would say, Let her, let's discuss it. And let's find out all the information. Because if I make a snap judgment and then she turns around and comes around and says, well, I already told them no, you need to go whip them. You say, has that not ever happened to anybody? Am I the only one that's ever happened to you? It just, no, keep going? Okay. But here's the thing, though, really and truly is this. Wisdom from our Heavenly Father, He doesn't rain down unjust judgments. What He does, He's a righteous judge, and He knows all things. We, don't, we have to gather information because we're not privy like He is. But that's why the husband and wife team works together to gather the information to make sure that we give righteous judgment because we're representing Him on this earth as parents because He's our parent. Amen. You see what I'm saying here? And this is why this is so important to us. Because we can get tired and we can just, you know, we go, life is, life is not fun sometimes. And when somebody comes to you, it's just so much easier to say no than to really think things through. But that's not really a good way to be. Because he does equip us to be able, I'll just use Hannah as an example. She don't mind, she's my daughter. And if she does, she can tell me later. But the thing is, is with her, they're building a house. If any, everybody, I know Doug and them built a house. BJ building a house, Sandra and them. When you're building a house, does it sort of consume you? I mean, y'all can do your head like this if you want. It consumes you. And it's hard. And then, but you have, you know, Hannah's got 22 children. And then, so when you got all of these children, I thought, how many? Eight? Eight children. And so, I mean, think about it. Mothers, eight children, and you're in the middle of building a house. What I'm saying is, is can we say that there may be a little bit of stress that might end up? So is it might not be easy? I mean, when somebody, one of the kids come up, and I'm sure, do you get any questions during the day? None? Okay, that's good. But when you get these questions, it's just easier not to deal with it sometimes when you have the stress of things in life. But yet the Father equips us to be able to handle that if we're in tune with His Word. Because he is, because we are His representative on this earth. Amen. We have up here in this little treasure chest, and I'll shut it down with this. We have people in this, these little people in, uh, little people. Pictures of these boys and girls in here who are orphans. Who don't have mothers and fathers. Who's been dumped off. 
I don't know how anybody can just drop their kid off somewhere. But we have this. And when you, whenever you're ministering to them and you're trying to tell them there's a heavenly father that loves you, that's hard for them. Because they're going to say, like, I don't even, I can't even relate. This is one thing that I really appreciate about our families here. Our fathers and our mothers, they love their children. Amen? And I really appreciate it. Grandparents, still, I got a job to do as a grandparent. I love my kids. Matter of fact, I love all our kids. You know, we usually do Sonic sometimes. We did all the kids. But this is where it's really at. It's to me to be able to be proactive in our kids' lives to a place to where they can love him. I would, I would hate, I would hate to know that I was a cause of somebody not being able to love their Heavenly Father because of the way I treated somebody. I'm just putting it right out there. On, I'm just putting it right out there in the sand, sand pit because that is the way it is. We are responsible for our actions. We are responsible as parents and grandparents and, and family. We are responsible. I don't care if you don't have any kids. Because you can still be an example for those. We all have a story that we can just lift up one another and help one another. It's just so, so important. But it breaks my heart about these little ones in the treasure chest who don't have any hope. But yet they really do have hope. Because you know why? Because we're praying for them. And we're praying for them every week. I may not get to see the people in this treasure chest. I might not get to see the end result. But I am believing and I know because I know my Heavenly Father. I'm telling you guys, if he can split a Red Sea, he can save a soul. He can send some people to these children that's in this box. And some of these children, believe it or not, are in their 40s and 50s. It's never too late for your children. It's never too late for him to reach down and touch. But we have to not give up. And we need to keep fighting for our families. Amen? How I got off on that, I don't know. But I, I know how I did it. It's because of this wicked lamp thing. It just is so important as we're getting ready, as we're entering into what we call our new walk and our new phase of what the Father's doing. When we were up at Hanukkah conference, and I'll close with this, Bill Cloud is saying one thing, and we were talking about Halisa, and we were all agreeing to one thing. People need to find a place to get plugged in. And here's the reason why, because they're going to shut down the voices through social media. Eventually, they're going to shut it down. Eventually, you're not going to be able to live stream. You're not going to be able to do certain things unless you own your own network to be able to do whatever you need to do. And it's just the thing to where this is what the Father's doing. And, and I'll tell you, we just, you know, I'm just so thankful for you guys. There's so many other families that are getting plugged in. I'm so thankful for them. I know that Jacob's tent up there, they have a lot of people moving in that area. We have a lot of people moving here. I'm so thankful for that. But everybody can't move here and everybody can't move there. But there are, he's raising congregations and communities and places for people to get plugged in. And so I am thankful for that too. And there's a time and there's a calling and there's a, there's a place for all of that to happen and it needs to happen at the right time. You just don't need to run off somewhere. You need to really pray and seek the Father and let Him do the, the miracles. Because when He does the miracles, 
Because, guys, every one of you in this place has talents. And we need your talent here. Just like Jacob's tent, they have talents. They need their talents there. Everybody has a way to work because we are a body ministry. Amen? And that's really important. But the biggest thing is, is this. And I'm going to close with this. Satan knows how. Satan knows how to bring in the people who sow discord. He knows how to bring in people to undermine what the Father's doing. And this is why we have to guard and keep. Adam didn't guard and keep the garden. He allowed Satan to get right in the very midst of it as a serpent. Instead of talking to him, he let him talk to his wife. The thing about it is, he didn't guard and keep because he wanted to hear, and that's pride. We need to get rid of all pride in our life and be walk in humility and get in this word and listen to what the voice of the Father says.